tell me what you're doing here. Let's flip a coin. As I tell you tales, we go out on a date. <laughs> Warning, Otaku contains adult language and discussion. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. <laughs> It's over 9,000! All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of... Wait. Yes, this is another episode of Otaku, but it's also the beginning of something new, something better. We've evolved from Otaku, much like a Pokemon, to now we are known as Otaku Force. So this is our second generation. Yes, this is our second generation. We've evolved to the second form, much like Frieza. This is not our final form yet. (laughs) Not yet. But it's much cooler looking than Frieza's second form. But do we have a Megastone? Not yet. We're still looking for one. Okay. So... This being the first inaugural episode under the new moniker Otaku Force. So, for this grand show, we have, as always, my brother from the Philippines, Mr. David Sabal. Hello, everybody. On the ethereal mic, we have Reina, all the way from the state that is apparently always on fire. It's hot. What's up, guys? <laughs> And as always, joining us now a, a permanent spot on the show is my lovely wife, the Miss KCB. I can't ever say no, not to that face. No. <laughs> that is so cute. Aww. <laughs> He doesn't even know what to say just, after that. I'm so, I'm just <laughs> blushing. <laughs> so, as always, you can find us on RainmanDigitalMedia.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. For once, I fucking nailed them on the first go. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. See, you're, you're, you're new moon energy. evolving. Just yeah, like see, we evolved, evolved, evolved to where now I remember exactly what we're on uh, for our, our show. So today we're coming at you with our new format again. Two shows, three episodes. And today we've got two good ones, in my opinion. One uh, follows, uh, actually, I don't know if, David, I don't know if you picked up on this, Uh But the first one we're going to talk about, which is Megalobox, is actually a uh, kind of a, I don't want to say retelling, but kind of a futuristic version of uh, one of Japan's popular uh, shows and manga, Ashita no Joe or Tomorrow's Joe. Yeah. So Megalobox, which came out on the 50th anniversary of Ashita no Joe. Ashita no Joe. um, Megalobox is about a bored, resigned, and unfulfilled young man with neither name nor past survives by fighting in underground matches of a sport called megalobox a form of boxing that utilizes powered exoskeletons calling himself junk dog he feels trapped in a world of crime poverty and ecological collapse all that changes when he has a chance encounter with yuri the reigning king of megalobox now obsessed with proving himself junk dog becomes a man driven to do whatever it takes to fight his way to the top of the rankings and take on the champion so this is Essentially, real quick, for those who have seen Ashita no Joe, um, even Hajime no Ippo, um, which is another yes. boxing anime from Japan, uh, this takes a lot from Ashita no Joe. Um, and it's actually kind of cool with what it, it kind of this it's, was. It's almost like a cross of an actual sports anime because, like, the thing that they, that a lot in the Japanese anime world I notice is like when they do something that ties into a sport. They really focus on making the sport real. Like here, when you do a story of a sport, they kind of overblow it. They kind of, you know, hyper, hyper, hyper realize it. Realize it. But in Japan, it's almost kind of like the opposite where they say, no, we're going to take the elements that are real in the sport and just hyper realize that the scoring, the, the knockout, the technique. And that's why I was really psyched to actually cover this because it is almost like a spiritual successor to two of the best boxing anime. Well, it was even um, uh, when they had the 50th anniversary of Shido no Joe, they had a, a gal- kind of a gallery showing and they, that's where they kind of brought up this, that this was in the work. So this is yeah. something that's very, you know, close to it. And I mean, it's even, you know, like I said, kind of a, almost a, a retelling or kind of an ima- reimagining. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I'm, that I was a little concerned with, with fans in this one is like, people might see this and just think, Oh, it's another fighting type of shown in type of anime. Right. right. But there's so much more to Megalobox than just because, the boxing, than just, than just the fighting, the so fighting element. 
we'll get into everybody's uh, thoughts on it in a moment. Uh, so this was directed by Yo Mir Moriyama, and actually this is his first directing credit. Uh, the production company is TMS Entertainment, which is actually one of Japan's oldest and most famous anime studios. They've worked on series such as Lupin the Third, um, films such as Golgo 13, Akira, and then other series. They did Ashida no Joe 2 and Magic Knight Ray Earth. Yeah. So for the voice actors, uh, for Junk Dog, the Japanese voice actor was Yoshimasa Hosoya, who was Reiner Braun in Attack on Titan, John Humare in Aldnoa Zero, and Fumikage Tokoyami in My Hero Academia. Uh, Kaji Tang did the English voice. He voiced uh, Retsu and Restu in Baki and Aikawa in Doro Hidoro. And then his coach, Nanbu, is voiced by Shiro Saito, who did Sorube in Dragon Ball Super. Uh, he also did voices in Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. The English voice is Jason Manocha, who did Gus from Carolyn Tuesday, which is one of the Netflix animes. Uh, Kaicho Niji, Nijimura in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and he also voiced Megatron in Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy. You want to know a sad thing? That's where I recognize that from voice. Transformers. From Transformers, <laughs> it was Megatron. I couldn't, I couldn't make out where it was. He just sounded like a grizzled, like boxing, uh, boxing coach to me. So, um, so kind of want to get uh, Casey your thoughts on the show first. As because I was sitting here listening, and Dave was like, "Yeah, it's not just a fighting anime," and I'm like, over here, I'm like. But I loved it because it was just that my one of my favorite genre of like action films is like 80s, 90s trash. And this gave me all of that love. Like like it it's like it meshed like total recall with friggin um, uh, blood sport. And I was here for it. Like and it was a one eyed boxer. Like the guy was had one eye part one. <laughs> I was I was digging it. And then uh, Reina. It took me a minute. Um, the first episode, I wasn't quite grabbed quite yet. But the second, by I'd say by the end of the third episode, I was kind of sad that I was done watching it to move on to the other one. But yeah, I dug it. I dig, dug all the action. That's what I'm about. From beginning to the end, it was always there. And there was always a different scenario going on with the action, whether it was, you know, violent fighting or some kind of mafia shit going on. Mm-hmm. I was digging it. Yeah, and that's and that's one thing that I really liked uh, about this. Like, kind of Casey kind of said it. Like, it's got that '80s, '90s like action film type of vibe. Like, you have like uh, Nanbu, who's like his coach, who has like you know he's missing an eye, so he's like, he's that one, eye, he's that eye patch like boxing you know coach who's who who knows like how to how to like train a winner and like he's trying to get Junk Dog to kind of listen to him and yeah, because yeah. I I liked it so much that I kept watching. Like, I watched I watched a head ahead, and it it just ugh. It gets so good. Well, I like the so fact good. that you brought up Bloodsport because that's the movie that I thought Oh my god, of like you, comparing this. Well, movie. like well cuz like the fight scenes like when the blood would come out and it was thick cuz it's like, you know, that was like for me that was like the first time I ever saw like blood like that. And so then like when I saw it go thick like that, I was like, "Oh, that's like Bloodsport <laughs> blood." <laughs> <laughs> and Raina, so you said like the first episode didn't kind of grab you. Like was it just like the pacing of the first episode or like what was like, how did you go from, like, not being grabbed to, like, the end, like, just, like, to the third episode kind of basically already having you hooked in? This is going to sound so snooty, but, okay, so I don't mind the 80s animation. I do dig that. But it seemed kind of, kind of clunky in some scenes. Like, there was one scene where they were walking down the stairs, and the first person view was just really awkward looking. And I was like, this is cheap. But I didn't see that again in the second or third episode. It's like it got better. So... You know, I was like, at first I was kind of put off by that, but then I got over it. The okay. storyline was too good for me to focus on that. Yeah. And then Casey, I watched ahead just like Casey. Um, and actually I had started this, I had watched this show a few times, but it was only on uh, subtitled. And then when like Netflix and, and Funimation, like, Hey, we have it now and we have the dub. I'm like, well, fuck. All right, here we go. So they rewatched it. everything again. And, then I and honestly, it. dude, I mean, like this is a rare, for me, this is a rare circumstance where the dub Actually, I enjoy I, the dub. I like. The I song. enjoy the dub just because, like those kids, those dubbed kids, those yeah. baby kids. Yeah, yeah, the fucking kids were just like. <laughs> there's like the one kid with like the mouse, and he's like a technical genius. And then of course, like you got like the two like, 
you know, little quick ones that are stealing all the but shit. And you got the little, fa- you got the fat one that's just like, oh, he's not helping with shit. He's already, he's over there eating fucking fried squid. And he's it just like. It hits all the points, though, of like all those like fun, tacky movies. Tacky movies like, yeah, yeah, it's like, so it's like when the drug lord guy had weird glasses, I was like, okay, this is exactly what I need. This is exactly what I need right now. <laughs> but I like, the, uh, in the first few episodes, they already established what the main goal for, for junk is. Or, and for those that have seen a Shida No Joe, uh, when his coach, when Nanbu registers him to be a boxer, he names him Joe. Joe. And then he becomes known as Gearless Joe because in his fights, he doesn't have the exoskeleton, the gear to fight. So he, he's like, we're going to go at it without any gear. It's going to be your gimmick. It's going to how, how you get people's attention. It worked, though. That's and Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's, and it works. But then what I noticed, and David, you might I don't know if you picked up on this, but like his like kind of when he does like his like signature punches. Yeah. It's very issue to know Joe. It's very, it's very issue. To what they Joe. like, how he like, he stands and like, it stops and like somehow like the, you know, the wind whirls like real quick when he steps down and then he like, then he gives that one swing. Yeah. And it, it almost kind of has a very stylized, it, it turns into like a manga page. Yeah. It me. turns into like that very stylized shonen type of fighting where it's like, Oh, he's taking a step. Now he's like, he's going to do his power move and he's going to do that. Uh, so, yeah. And there's like, Oh my God, he beat the guy. He has no gear on. Holy his shit. eyes like swollen. Shut. Yeah. He's beat to shit. Then he comes out and he delivers like one fucking uppercut and he's like, I won. And everybody's like, that's, <laughs> that's fucking impossible. impossible. And you're just like, Oh shit. I, what just, wish, I just wish he wore a hat like Sylvester Stallone and he just turned it around. <laughs> Yeah, you, like, you fucking, something like, that. like that, you know, like the 80s action hero and fucking over the top. Yeah. yeah, where you expect like the 80s action hero to all of a sudden get the crap kicked out of him. And it's just one punch or one gunshot that saves the day. Yeah, but they do it so well, though. Like it's a well, it's a it's not like it, you don't feel like they're forcing it. Like it yeah. goes along with everything, you know, that's what makes this. Uh, that's what made this series for me when I started watching, because I just like you guys, I watched ahead. Because like the we want to find out the series they leave you on cliffhangers too yeah hardcore they do do really good with that though yeah but see it got you to keep watching though right that's how they get that's it got you to keep watching yeah I did go to episode four I didn't just stop at three but I need so a lot more so if if the listen for the listeners if you can't tell already we're all gonna recommend this show because we've all watched ahead we're all gonna go back and finish it. Because we want to know what it's happened. Perfect. We don't it's know a what perfect happens. bender one, though. Oh like, yeah, it's like it's a good smooth. Like you could you could bang that out and in a weekend. What's real even fast. What's even nice, and this was because um, I, I don't know, uh, was like a two weeks ago, Raina, Like, where you messaged me asking me like which streaming service was worth it. And, oh yeah. And I for, for your daughter, and I, I said, well, does she want to watch? Does she prefer subtitled or dubbed? And you said dubbed, and I said, well, Funimation, it is because. Yeah. It has a ton. It has. It's. It's all of it. Most of it is dubbed, and you Pretty know. It's, much, it's per- yeah. I mean, it has this now too, which is great because if you don't have Netflix, you can still watch it. Which is that's yeah, kind of that's, that's one she reason wanted I animation. She pretty much asked for that, but I was like, okay, let me find out. <laughs> Confirm with my sources. Right. <laughs> it's funny because we always joke around, like on like family stuff. We always joke about how Greg's like the king of anime because he's always just like, oh, let me check on that, and he puts his glasses up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finds food wars. Let me Girl, <laughs> I opened it up. So when I logged, when I when I put my little um, tablet on, when I was working. I was putting it on to watch, you know, the extra episodes, and I put it on. And the first thing that pops up is Food Wars. I'm like, who's fucking with me? Well, no, because they just they just added like the second season or whatever of Food Wars on yes, Netflix, did. and so now that's their big ad that they're that's one of the shows that they're pushing when you log into the app. I'm telling you, Casey, it's. Fantastic. I watched it. I watched Fantastic. it. I fell. I, I I watched it. We watched a lot of it, and I think I would do too. I would do season so. two. But the the beautiful thing about this particular series with Megalobox is like it's it's it, I can't explain it, but it's me and you, Casey, are like on the same page. It hits that really that weird magic genre. What's it? We're like, gross, David. Because no, no, it, it hits that. Because so, and this is a question for for everybody on 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 the show today. When you watch those '80s or '90s action films, you sway you crazy. Yeah, you don't you don't watch Road them house. for the story. The stories are no. basic as fuck, but you watch it for the action. You watch Bloodsport to see Van Damme do his 
fucking spin kick in slow motion and go. And those ah! chestnut, those chestnut <laughs> cracking scream. butt yeah. cheeks like on Friends. Yeah. So <laughs> again, <laughs> that that's why you, that's why you watch those films. That's why those films still resonate today because they understood like, okay, here's the story, but we're gonna put a bunch of entertainment in it. Yeah. Like those, you, those oh, you got me. Yeah. And like you like an example, like another example, like Total Recall. Yeah. You don't watch Total Recall for the story. <laughs> you watch Definitely it for fucking not. Arnold and him be like, two weeks. Jinx. <laughs> and then it's like, and it's like, you know, fuck you, Cole Hagen. Give these people hell. <laughs> fuck you, Bentley. Or him just basically screaming and, you know. Yeah, just his normal. Like, <laughs> and like, the, I don't know how, because a lot of people have tried to get that type of vibe mm-hmm. off of a and lot it of comes them, off cheesy. It comes off cheesy and, and it, it just turns people off. But this, it got it right. Yeah. Like, oh no, it, it, but it that's go over. But that's the thing is like, it pulls from Ashida no Joe. Yeah. And I'll even dare to say it pulls probably a little bit from Hajime no Ippo. Oh, easily. Because it has, it has even pull it some Blade Runner too. Yeah. It has that, it has that, well, you please let me say that cheesy fighting element because he's bo- he's a boxer. He's the, he's the proverbial underdog. He's Rocky. Yeah, but it's more so like if Rocky tried to fight Mike Tyson in his prime. <laughs> no, also because with Mike you Tyson know what? Having robot arms. No, because yeah. the the main guy that he does fight, the Silver Fox, yeah. the hot guy. Well, he's not really hot, really? but I just imagine he'd be really good looking, like one of those guys that are like. <gasps> Because his cheekbones, whew, he's he's pretty. Like you can tell. But like, I just feel like if you saw him, ow, sorry, that hit my earring. <laughs> Casey has Casey has new headphones, so we're having a major headphone malfunction, minor head, headphone malfunction. Now I forgot what I was talking about. You're talking about you're talking um, about Yuri and how hot he hair. was. Yeah, and how hot he was. His cheekbones. His hotness made you discombobulated. I guess yeah. so. But wow. And Casey that was has my a, ear. And she found a, her anime husbando in this show. Is that what they're called? Husbando, yeah. So like, so when you when you pick a, like an, like if there's a female anime character you like and you say that's my waifu, well, like yeah, I call you my you waifu. Oh my that's god, like, that's because like, like, that's like, that's like, that's like, is, is, is the term call? for the, what you use for like a male character that you find attractive is that's my husbando. Husbando. Okay. <laughs> Casey's just staring. <laughs> so Casey and Raina learned a new word today. Husbando. Say it with me now. And then they wonder why I get trained off. They get off train. <laughs> oh my God. See the show I'm glad you brought up the uh, the old animes about um, how Joe, well, not how he got his name, but I know maybe this was inspired by the other two animes you guys brought up. But I wanted to know where the fuck he got that name Joe because I laughed so loud when he yeah. was like, Joe, so serious. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And now it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah she, she didn't know Joe means tomorrow's Joe. And that was just the name of the character was Joe. And so this is, again, kind of like I said, it's almost like it's, not a retelling, but like um, it's an homage. Yeah, it's an homage to it. Thank you to that show. And I think even the original, the creator from she know joe helped on this show or worked on yes it. he did i believe no. uh he he uh helped with a lot of the uh the writing and the, and the designs so so it's got it's got that reasoning and that's always kind of one thing with like a lot of fighting animes or a lot of you know fighting enemies like this like you have this you have kenshin ashura which the main character's name is just very basic um even you know baki oh baki yeah it's just baki i mean his full name is baki hanma but Everybody just calls him Baki, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what? Why is you know, like, okay, Baki, whoop de do. Like, that's what makes that name special. But it's the character that does it. It adds to it adds to the mystique of like what you were saying is he's the underdog, and the underdog has to kind of become like everybody. So taking a name as simple as Joe, simple as Baki, simple as you know, even even like what he chooses in this one is uh, junk dog. Junk like it's dog. Just, it doesn't mean anything. And there, it doesn't even, mean even anything, says a line. But we as he, the audience can connect to it. Even with like he fights Yuri and Yuri goes, What's your name? So we can put it on your tombstone. And he goes, <laughs> Nobody gives stray dogs a grave. Like he's nobody buries stray dogs or yeah. gives them a tombstone. And see, like that, that is like what 
Casey was saying is like because well, now I one, remember the one liners of all eighties. Yeah, it's just, it's just were, I'll break you moment. Like, yeah, because like, that's what because that's like that's what I was. I remembered it because the silver haired guy look, totally looks like the bad guy from Rocky. Like yeah, yeah. Like, well, well, he's also but that's exactly what. <laughs> but you know? he's also got that. It came to me. I'm everybody chants his name like you're you know like Yuri Yuri. You know what I got? Just like it's just like fucking Chong Li in Bloodsport. And, and look, yeah. When, when, when Chong Li looks horrible. at him and says, "You broke my record. Now I break you. Yeah, like I broke your so, friend." And I'm like going, "That character is just a homage to like Chong Li from well." From and and Yuri, Yuri is all is all those those villains, villains. in one, <clears throat> and kind of with the Shidano Joe and, and this, um, they're even saying that the whole point was to create a show with a protagonist. That everybody can relate to that everybody can find something relatable to because he's not he doesn't have some elaborate name or some backstory he's just named junk dog then joe he's a fighter doesn't have really a past and he just wants to prove that he's the best yeah i feel like that's such an old that's such an old thing with you know that guy looked at me weird so i'm gonna go kick his ass so yeah. there he's gonna go kick his ass he's gonna kick 257 people's asses yeah, to I, think kick that's, his. I think that's why we all got the <laughs> kind of the 80s 90s action film vibe well i like the fact that you brought up the whole rocky story because at its core that's the type of storytelling that really makes this anime series really flourish is because like you have it's the underdog character it's the character that came from nothing y'all we all basically look at that and say hey we we kind of connect to characters like that where we come from nothing we want to become something and then suddenly we start cheering for it it's like in even in like in like uh the wrestling like in wwe like how me and you talk about a lot the storytelling in that is very simplistic but it works because it connects to the audience like say like daniel bryan oh yeah because you have those characters that Build that relationship with the audience. With the audience, you even have, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to Japan and, and bring up a, a wrestler that you, you and I, admire a lot, um, who retired uh, last year was uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, admire is not what he's, <clears throat> to me. He's almost kind of like a mythic character. Oh no, no, he he is the Beast God. He is like, the Beast God. He is the king of the Super Junior Heavyweights. He is. The, he's the pioneer, the founder of all that. But he was a he was a wrestler that you could always get behind. Yeah, no matter no matter what. It, but it was because it, it was because of his personality, because of of him, and not so much the storylines. It was that character. So much like in Megalobox, you can get behind Junk Dog. You want to find out what happens. You want to find out does he win? Does he, is he going to beat Yuri? Is he going to become the Megalobox champion? And not only that, not do, not only do we want to see like. <laughs> does he win? We want him to win. Oh yeah. You we don't want him at the end of this to lose to Yuri because like that would be like soul shattering, you know, as, and it, it because, touches. Well, they didn't, we didn't get to the point with the, because there, there's so much more onto the story than just that simple him and Yuri, because if, if he does yeah. lose everyone else around him dies, exactly. like there's the, the more details of that go out. Towards it's the end. And that's what's nice about and that's one thing I liked about the show. Snap. Oh, go ahead. What, you, what was that, Rena? I just said, oh, snap. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Rena's like trying to get a word and she's like, oh, shit, everybody's talking. <laughs> um, it's, you have Joe's story and then you have Nanbu who's connected to that because he has essentially the mafia's backing to go and do this. <laughs> yes. And then you have uh, you have the kid, which is like side check. That is a nicey, nicest drug dealer dude. Like he's like, hey, I'm gonna get you a house too, so you could train. Is that cool? Like that's what's gonna happen. But he's like, but then he's like, but you've got, you know, he's like, but you got three months. That cool, right? Yeah, I'll give you time. I won't hassle you about it. Like, hey, but if you lose, I'm gonna kill you. And like, and, and the thing is that. More than likely down the road, there's going to be something where he comes in. And he's like, you're going to take a dive. Hey, we got money on this. You think, you think, you think, but because I can, no. judging by the beginning of it, you have that and like, well, shit. And I'm thinking like, shit, if it comes to that, is Joe going to be like, well, fuck, you No, I'm going to do my thing. And then, then he has to deal with the mafia, but. They have so many of the moments yeah. where it's like slow arm grab in the air. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's slow going. And so real quick, before we move on to our second show, I'm going to get a quick 
round of recommendations, starting with Raina. Raina, would you recommend this show? Uh, I'm going to go with Hell Yes. We got a Hell Yes. Casey? I'm going to second that Hell Yes. We got two Hell Yes. David? We got a third Hell Yes. All right. In the immortal words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, we all recommend this. And that's the bottom line <laughs> because fucking Dark Side said so. <clears throat> wow, that's probably the best Stone Cold I've done. There you go. Ever. So. Bravo. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My impressions are finally starting to pay off. <laughs> and so for our next show, we're going to switch gears <clears throat> and we're not so much going to do another fighting one, but we're going to do something more to the season. So bear with us for one second, guys. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to reveal our next show when we come back. <clears throat> All right, guys, we are back on Otaku Force. We just got done talking about Megalobox. And left you kind of on a cliffhanger, much like the episodes of Megalobox, on what show number two is for today. That show is in keeping with the fact that it is the spooky season. Yeah. It is Halloween. It is now officially October. And Halloween is now in full force. (laughs) See what I did there? Worked in the... Oh, God. Yep. There we go. All right. We're going to be talking about a show called Parasite the Maxim. So Parasite is about Shinichi Izumi is a normal high school schoolboy whose right hand has become infected with an alien parasite <laughs> that names itself Miggy or Wright. Right. Miggy is the first parasite to develop a symbiotic relationship with its host as he and Shinichi slowly develop a grudging friendship. Miggy isn't the only parasite on Earth, however, and as cases of parasites killing humans begin to emerge, humans seek to kill off parasites. Shinichi and Miggy find themselves caught in between these two sides of the struggle over the planet Earth. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so real quick the director of this is kenichi shimizu shimizu also another first directing credit uh the production company is madhouse who has done trigun hajime no ipu the fighting and record of lotus war voice okay. actors are for for shinichi uh japanese is nobunaga shimazaki who was ukasa fuji in the movie your name Yujio in Sword Art Online, Yuki Soma in Fruits Basket, Adam Gibbs as the English voice, he voiced Ryo in Seven Seeds, Feta in Grave of the Fireflies, the Sentai Filmworks release, and Yuki Anzai in Devil's Line. The parasite Miggy in Japan is played by Aya Hirano, who did Misa Amane in the Death Note anime, Dende in Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods, and Haruhi Suzumiya in The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. English is Brittany Karboski, who did Wendy Marvel in Fairy Tale, Yuhei Jinnoichi in Summer Wars, and Koruri in Seven Seeds. Now, uh, I'm going to start with you, Casey, on this because you watched this and you took notes on this one. I did, um, and you had some, <laughs> uh, you had some fucking awesome little one-liners as we watched this. Um, so I want to get your take on the show first. So, um, I, uh, I, I. I don't want to say the same thing I said before because it gave me the 80s horror film vibes on this one. Like it, it gave, I loved Idle Hands, like, you know, all that's in early 2000s, but it gave, parasites are my biggest fear ever. Like I cannot, like, so when Greg's like, we're going to do this show called Parasite and I'm like, if they they start show digging stuff in there, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) So I already went in there with a bad attitude, but then they start showing it and then like the parasite's actually cute. (laughs) Uh, oh my god they won me over like it was like the odd couple you know like so i loved it and reina what was your your first reaction when you when you watch this um hooked me immediately because of the gore i was so excited i was so excited over the first scene i rewound it grabbed my daughter and said you have to watch this and she (laughs) loved it so yeah the the gore and the I mean, because you're going to get a lot of gore with all of these scenes because they're parasites, you know, fighting each other. So I just I loved it. I was super surprised they fought each other. I thought that they would be like, because normally when you have a parasite, they're all like, it's very one sided. That hive like, mind. Guy. Yeah. So I was really surprised when they were like, it, when it said a good, it's, it wants to attack us. We must leave. It's like, what? I like I like that part of it. There's a reason for it. Well, I did. <laughs> so I, I didn't watch. A, I watched a couple ahead, but I didn't watch. But I. The fact that I watched ahead on most of these shows, they, you picked really good shows. Raina, your yeah. daughter that you pulled in to watch this, was that the one that uh, got the horror manga 
The Jujutsu yes. Kaisen? Okay. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. Is this the one you had to read Jujutsu Kaisen? So I'm like, <laughs> of course she loved it because she's reading fucking Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just read one of my notes and it was like, use me with care. Same parasite. Same. It was a line from the show. Oh, my God. And David. I was actually very excited to to watch this anime series. This is the first time I've ever seen it. But I actually knew about this series back in the 90s because I actually have read the original manga since Tokyo Pop when it went back in 1992. Yeah. And this was actually my first horror anime that I ever read. A long time ago. So I, I was going to say, if you were about to say it's the first horror anime I ever watched, I'm like, David, where are you the last two fucking no, shows? No, no, the horror He was manga. asleep. I know. He was, and like, was asleep. <laughs> he was asleep. The, the, <laughs> the, this particular series oh, has always stuck with me, and I have always loved it because it took an element that I loved from a movie that has absolutely influenced, influenced me as a filmmaker, which is John Carpenter's The Thing. The oh, whole yeah. parasite element. And... Turned it on, turned it on its head because when you get further into it, Miggy is freaking awesome. But the reason why Miggy is the way he is is actually really hilarious too. So we'll have to and we'll yeah. have to watch ahead because I think we. Well, I, I, I plan to. Oh, yeah. I plan to as well. I, yeah, I mean, I wanna... that's got to show you something. Yeah, that I plan on watching it and not being forced to. Yeah, <laughs> like this this manga absolutely influenced how I look at horror films and stuff like that. So that's how really excited I was to actually, when you sent me the word, Hey, we're covering the latest Parasite yeah. Maxim. I'm like going, I've been wanting to watch this anime for years because I just wanted to have an excuse to watch it. Again. Well, I'm, I'm glad I gave you permission then, David. I'm glad you gave me a reason. I gave you a reason. Inspiration. Uh, <laughs> I inspired you. You inspired me, Greg. Um, I'd always seen this anime and I'm like, man, I should check that out. Cause I keep hearing about it. And I'm like, okay. And they always seem to kind of like got that got that kind of, I don't want to say weirded me out, but I'm just like, fuck. Like you saw the swirling like, like, dude in the no. cover and you're like, I, I don't know about this, like, man. I don't know about this. I would this. see Shinichi's hand like with Miggy, like when Miggy takes over his right hand and kind of. his dick fingers. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, I'm, I'm like, oh, eh, I already, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like I kind of, it's almost <laughs> I like, it I think I know where this is going to go. And I'm like, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm good. I'm all right. The joke's for I've seen, I've seen a Ritsuki Doji. I don't need to see a tamed version. It's I'm fine. Um, but I thought it was funny um, and for me and, and we'll kind of we'll go around again, kind of everybody's opinion on um, Shinichi himself. There are points where I'm like, dude, just fucking shut up. Just like play it cool. Like every time you're like, okay. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> He's very jumpy. Oh, but Greg, I you have an alien that in your hand. Well, no, but I, 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 I freak I, out. I, yeah, I, no, okay. not that. I'm talking about like when he's like, we need to do something. We need to fight back. And it's like, yes, I get that, dude. I'm totally all for it. You, but you but have to try and convince. There's always that person yeah. in the horror movie. It just so happens. He's the one else who has a parasite. Up to a dumb bitch. He's yeah. going to go running towards the fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then the wrong girl. And then I'm hope. And one thing I hope is like Miggy, like, da- like as the episodes progress, kind of learns more and understands like, and understands Shinichi's like standpoint. Cause like in the first three episodes, they're, they're just going bickering back and forth. And I'm like, and then it's like the- sleep. That was yeah, like, it's like, I'm, I'm sleep. tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I sleep now. Well, yes. I could, uh, Which reminds me away. a lot of myself. Like when we go to bed at night, it's like, okay, good night. The, the, not to give away any spoilers, but the relationship between Miggy and uh, Shinichi. Shinichi is, it gets really good oh, okay. because yeah. there's more to it than just basically him and the, uh, dealing with the alien. Mm-hmm. They go into, and they kind of hint at it. It, with the first three episodes, how Miggy has to get used to human life. Well, yeah, that's when he talks I, about feelings, he's like, feelings. I don't understand what, like, the way he asks those questions. These, I'm those, like, those things are stupid. Right? I'm like, I sleep now. I sleep yeah. now. He's, I feel know? a connection. I feel like I act just like him sometimes. The only... The only thing that I, that I now that I'm thinking about when he's like, I sleep now, is I is the... Uh, what's the character from Mandalorian that Nick Nolte voiced? Oh, um... This is the way... Oh my God. No, yeah, no. I, I, can't the remember, I can't remember the hearing, but like now the same thing. Like, fuck, what if they did? What if like Miggy ended up being voiced by Nick Nolte? Just like, <laughs> oh, and just shit. like a bunch of like the, I just pictured the little dude with the little hair and the whiskers. Yeah, yeah, Nick Nolte's character. He's just like, but now, but except it's Miggy's like, 
well, I'm going to sleep now. And then just <laughs> falls, falls asleep. asleep. I feel like it just loses it. Does, it, it I, would. I feel like if his voice was like that, that's when I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a right. little... It would little, take you out of yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> but I like that it's an, like, kind of random what you mentioned, the gore. Um, but I like that it doesn't feel like it's gore for gore's sake. No. Like it shows no. the difference between the parasites and humans. It's done with taste. Yeah. Tasteful. Um, I think the only thing I didn't like was when the dog turned into a weird bat creature. I know. And then they kill and then he killed, he like took out the dog's heart. He's like, I have to take the heart. And then the parasite dies. dies. And I'm I, like, but the dog dies too, was, you piece of shit. No, that was one because I have like a strict rule. Like I still have never seen the scene in John Wick where I'm like, I know, I know a dog did die, but I don't want to see that. I, fa- I have to, I fast forward through that part. But whenever so like, we watch like, as soon as I saw one. the dog, I was like, God damn it, Gregory. You said, I said, I'll do this podcast. Just no dogs. Don't make me watch this shit. And in my defense, watch when I watched it, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, "But then it had the uh, demon face." Yeah, then, the then like the de- that makes a, that, it's like, "Oh, it's got a demon face." Piece of shit, fucking parasite. But listen, the, dog. the best part was though, because when he had the big mouth and he turned to the side, I know I, you always think a demi gorgon like weird like pod mouth is scary. Yeah, but you turn it to the side, they look stupid. Like it looked that, oh, that, that like a sunflower the first episode, scene. It's it was just like, like, oh my god, I felt. Like, I probably would have like, been more pissed about the dog if I heard a whimper, like it was wanting to be free from the host. Right, that touché, would me off. Yeah. And the, the the thing about think about the dog thing that I like because I was waiting for that scene because that's from the manga too, and that gave me the vibes of like the thing. Yeah, I mean, remember the? Oh uh, yeah, I know you saw the thing. Yeah, Greg, I, I just the, watched it like yeah. two weeks ago with too. The, with the scene with the dogs getting consumed. Yeah, where he's like shooting out like little weird <laughs> ropes and tentacles. I hate it. Yeah. I watched I hate that, that stuff as a scene. kid. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> This is, that's why I watch it by myself because I know how that how like she feels about that. I don't want her to watch that, but like I love John Carpenter's The Thing. It's it's probably it's been the basis of a lot of stuff. Like they Venom took off of like took oh, off of it, like the, in the There's series so from the from things. like the late nineties, early two thousands, and it's it's one of those movies that's like iconic, and also it's got fucking Kurt Russell in it. I you love can't fucking Kurt say no Russell so to fucking damn Kurt Russell, much. and it's also got Mr. Fucking Diabetes himself, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Oh shit! Kurt Russell could play homie for Megla. I feel like he could have totally could. played it like a young version. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so, could see that. Raina, you're and so Raina, you're well. I guess your other thoughts on the show because you like the gore. Uh, like, what else did you did you like about it, or what else did you? Think of it. I'm glad you asked because the comedy was hard hitting in this. It was actually really good. I mean, can we talk about the scene where Miji makes him jerk himself off? Yes. yes. I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm trying to get your sex organ erect. I wrote boner jokes. That was my <laughs> note. I was like, oh, boner jokes. But I liked that Miji, like that. Maybe like when he takes dying. over. The- the right hand, and he just does whatever. So he's in the bathroom taking a piss, and then he's sitting there. He's like, and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get your sexual organ erect. Like, what the fuck? Like, because this makes you feel happy, right? I mean, if I had a if I had a wiener for 24 hours, I'd be like, what is that? What's this like? You know, I mean, it's 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 like, what would you do if you had that? Like. And the way that Meggie looks at it, yeah, he's an alien. Yeah. If this makes the host feel good. Okay. We're a team. We're a team. But there's a weird thing with an eyeball jerking off your dick. <laughs> yeah. Like when he was I mean, walking it's... around and it was like with a little string. I was like, oh. oh yeah, when he comes <laughs> through his like his collar line. Yeah, I was like, you got a little weird. I thought at know. that point they were talking like mentally, like he was talking to him like through his brain, so he just nope, it's little eyeball popping up like Hey. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my eye on you. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Coming out of my right hand. And honestly, Miggy is for the first three episodes. He's the highlight for of sure. the entire show. Well, yeah, because so he like he senses them, and then like um, in case you even, I think you even put um, a note on this one when they fight the other parasite. The first one that they run into after the dog, the first <laughs> human one. Uh, what did you put? Well, because the. He smiled and he had sharp teeth. Sharp and I was teeth. just like, I was like, oh shit. I don't know a lot about anime, but when the, you got sharp teeth, you're fucked. Like that, that's a bad guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing is, is like when Miggy senses it, it goes from, I think this is actually really cool about the character is like he could go from jokey to all of a sudden Miggy's like dead serious. Like we have to run. 
Yeah. We 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 run now. <laughs> and, yeah. think, and so to piggyback off of uh, like what Ryan said about the kind of the comedy, um, is even like when you meet the the parasite that's taken over like the math teacher, um, <laughs> and she shows and like she meets up with Miggy Water. and Shinichi at you know like the diner or whatever, and she brings like what is he, like Mr. A is what they call him or whatever. Yes. And he's sitting there, like, she looks perfectly normal. <laughs> and then he's sitting there and his eyes are just all like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, we, <laughs> we had sex last night. Or like, she's like, I'm pregnant. What do you think is inside well, they me? Show, they a show, fucking baby? They, I don't know. <laughs> well, they cut the, they showed the weird scene where it was like that they were all yeah, like the they were episode, naked, just like staring at each yeah, other. Each other. And like, like the moon or what whatever. Was it like, um, if you guys, if you have all you guys seen um, Demolition Man? Yeah. Where are you going to this next part? Raina, have you seen Demolition Man? Um, with Sylvester Stallone. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, so two people out of this will get the, will get my reference. But there's a scene in Demolition Man where Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone, after going to a Taco Bell, uh, come back and she goes, "Do you want to have sex?" And he goes, and someone's like, "With me? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, fuck yeah!" And then she goes and gets headsets and then she puts it on he's like what the fuck are we doing he's like we're having sex no we're not and that's the vibe i got from like the scene at like it was the end of episode one or two where they're just standing there naked looking at each other i'm like are they gonna have demolition man sex like are they just gonna look at each other and like you say demolition man i think coneheads i'm like you guys gonna put your hands together (laughs) i thought for a second they were gonna have weird like alien sex or something where like you were gonna see their fucking parts come out and just start yeah, and then it would enter into you know hentai. Area. Greg's got to warn me for that. That's you got to. He may. No, I, I, I promise. I, if, I'm like, don't be if anything, that if anything, shit yeah. on me. No, if 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 anything gets close to that, I I will I will warn everybody. I will not be like I will not have everybody go warner. in blind. So that's uh, yeah, I, that was uh, done to me when I got into anime, and I swore I would never do that to anybody else <laughs> because the one that I was done to me on was fucking Bible Black. Nothing wrong with Bible Black. Shut the fuck up, David. <laughs> we should cover Bible Yeah, David, Black. you are not the judge gonna, on that, I'm gonna okay? put you in a fucking I don't even know grave. what that is. You don't want to. No, oh. you do. No, you don't. Well, now I'm going to Google I, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Worth a Google. At least All I got right. a fair warning. Like, you, <laughs> like, I okay. can't get mad at you guys now because you said not to look. Well, Dave said to. You said not to, Greg. So. Raina, you've listened to our network for so long. If I say that you should watch it. Haven't if, you learned? If it, if it, if, <laughs> if learned? David recommends something that then is it's followed weird. by me it's, yelling I mean, and swearing it's at him, weird if you guys are ten to this, one, but... maybe not look it up. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait! If I ask my husband to find this for me, is he going to get excited or divorce me? I don't think it he's going to divorce you. He's going <laughs> to right. I'm like, I don't know what. what I'm going to have to go with David on that answer. It depends on his kink, or he might just look at you weird, going, "Why do you want to see that?" Because if he's seen it, then he knows. He He'll knows. be like, it's a that otaku show, isn't it? He'll shake his finger at me. Yeah, and then I'm going to get it. And then there's going to be an angry message in uh, the fucking otaku like, message. Just remember to address that to Greg, who is Fuck our you yeah. host. God damn it. I, Dear ma, I swear on mom, I'm going to cash in that fucking stabbing. <laughs> and she'll let me too. I have permission. Um. So, back to Parasite. Thank <laughs> you. Redirecting. Uh, redirecting. Back yes. to Parasite. No Bible Black. That that's what I thought, and then like now now I'm thinking of them like putting out their alien parts. What are you talking about? <laughs> like the the fucking math teacher has like the weird hair shit. I don't know what Mr. Ace thing was. Well, the, but his was like the weird like it's panel. But I just is, thought that maybe that was going to happen. So, not, as I said, I don't want to give up too too much because they've co- in three episodes they barely covered what would happen yeah. in the manga. Or no, and I thought like, you were talking about when I stopped at three. The problem for me was I knew what was going on, but to say like someone who comes in blind doesn't know the st- story at all, I can see where that could be a negative on everything if you just watch it up to episode three, because there's some really great, crazy things going on. However, they don't get into the full details until you get further on into the story and learn more about the alien species and what they how they view humanity, why Veg- why Miggy is special, and how it connects to Shinichi and everything. And in the three episodes, I was like, I was like you. I'm like going. I know for a fact if I was a layman and I got right, I stopped here. 
I'd be like, going, what the hell is going on? How did, how did, how but did you've read it, so bang? you know what goes on with it. Yeah. And then, but what I think is funny is the math teacher at the end of everything, at the end of episode three, she's like, oh, she's no more. Like, I have to, like, because you find out the parasites can change their face. Yes. They change their look. She's like, I have to become somebody else somebody now. Somebody else now. And then she kills, like, the lady's mom. And you're just like, well, shit. Like, does that, does like, how do you really catch, how do you really catch any of them or, like, find out of any? Like, they keep changing their face. And then that's where you're like, oh, that's where Mickey comes in. He can sense them. Yeah. But every time, like, he's met, they've ran into another parasite. They're like, oh, you haven't taken over your host brain? Well, join me and we'll. <laughs> yes. And, and that's that is where things start getting weird, and you see the more the horror elements at this point because then you're like the whole series at up to this point in episode three, you're like looking at Maggie and you're like, oh, he's cute, he's, he's so, so cute. cute, and he's nice. <laughs> but then when you get further along, you're like, like, wait a minute, all these parasites took over their host. And you look down at Maggie and you're like, like. Why didn't you? Why didn't you take over? Because, well, no, because he, he, he can't. He stopped he, them. He trapped him in his arm. Because remember, he trapped when he, him he in tied, his arm. Yeah, he, he tied can't. him off. Exactly. Where he looked like he was about to like fucking. You know, but he can't. He said he couldn't. Yeah, because he tied him he off. He's his like, brain. He dies. Yeah, he's like, like I stopped you in my right arm. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing that that that's what makes the relationship between those two really weird. And a lot of people say, like, when you look at Parasite, it's horror based on gore factor. But to me, it's horror based on weirdness. Well, yeah, because it's not so much like the the gore is the gore isn't anything that is outrageous or anything, um, anything that would be I just, worse I, than any horror film like that I've seen that you've seen. I think that any yeah. of us have seen because watch it's like watching literally the old show, The Odd Couple. Put it in Parasite thing. They're they're not sharing an apartment; they're sharing <laughs> a host. <laughs> And, you know, insert more there. Like, they do it just like that. You know, and it's and insert the fact that he's a teenager. Huh, shenanigans are going to arise. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Awkward teenager, too. <laughs> yeah, he is super awkward. Shitty, that booby, shitty, no, that booby grab. When he grabbed oh, her Oh, that boob, was hilarious. And, but the, and then, like, next thing he's like, pancakes. I'm like, dude, if I, any, like, if I could get a pancake for every weird dude to grab my booby, like, <laughs> man, that's, that would be awesome. And see, he can blame it on his <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I just tell you that it's this is this is a trope that's in, that's in every type of anime. Oh yeah, it's like the random like accidental booby grab. Yeah, and it's like, oh shit, I didn't mean to. Why is my hand still here? And why am I twisting <laughs> it? It's just never like, oh shit. It's always like, he didn't oh, what is this? That is soft. Oh shit, I'm sorry. I'm touching your tit. I, I'm so sorry. I. Uh, <laughs> Pancakes, pancakes, pancakes. <laughs> but even when you, even when you, you meet the math teacher, that that character, like a guy, some dude on the on the train, tries to grab her, is gra- trying to grab her ass, and she just like fucking calls him out in front of everybody, and he's like, "What do you think, you bitch? I didn't do anything." And then he gets thrown out the train, <laughs> thrown out the train, and then she's watching, she's like, "Humans." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, even parasites don't like butt grabs. Fucking math teachers. Those are my notes. <laughs> and she ha- and she has, if, if, listen, she has a notepad. She sat there with a notepad taking notes. And they it's because I was doing four things at once. So, but it was fucking hilarious. Like her, like the one liner she took down were awesome, and like everything she pointed out was fucking hilarious. And I think, well, there were a lot of hilarious things to point out in this. Oh, oh yeah, there was. Yeah, I don't think there was a shortage of it. Like, I think what was it the the first male parasite you meet, which I don't even know if that's Mister A or not. That you meet where he saves the girl from the 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 three thugs and then he runs oh, up yeah. and they hit him in the head with a baseball bat and he's just like, uh, well, I guess I have to kill all of you now. No. <laughs> and then he just I know it was him because he had that swirly his body turned into like a swirl that swung around and just sliced just like everyone sliced to pieces. And I'm, wondering, and I'm wondering how he then I'm wondering how he went from like because there he seemed pretty put together to like the weird googly eye like you know, I just can't. Wait I'm to definitely, see all I'm definitely stuff. a human taken over by an alien parasite. <laughs> but they all have different things. Like every episode, yeah. they just kept showing like they would do like uh, the claws, and then like you just keep seeing which alien. Like, what's the next thing you're going to see? Like, what are their power? You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just that and was cool. It, it took I think the, the, the math teacher her uh, her hair blades are, are probably sponsored by Pantene Pro V. So <laughs> um, no split ends on her. 
It took it took the idea of body horror and gave it characteristics. That's what I really like about it. And it just wasn't like they like they deformed for no reason. Like it works into the the host into the host. So you know the math teacher hers like it's her hair and she like kind of splits open like her head kind of her boobs. (laughs) I was expecting that. Can I say that I was a little like I honestly was like oh. Okay. That's your her, her hair. How of refreshing. Right. Her oh, hair so is it's pretty. not her Because then she's like, how would her tits do it? It's just like fucking spiral, like stabby titties. <laughs> well, that's been done. Was that Night of the Demons? I think so. Yeah. Night of the Demons, the remake? Yeah. She, yeah. she, yeah, she had. Point she had drill tits? Yeah. Well, they weren't drill tits, oh but they God. were like the. Uh, well, she ripped the tits off, too. There was that dance scene. Oh, yeah. But the lipstick one where she put the. She makes it disappear. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, girl. <laughs> so, going around the room again to wrap up this first inaugural episode of the new Otaku or Otaku Force, David. Definitely recommend. I, I and I put the put the asterisks on it that just telling our audience you have to watch more than three episodes. This is one that in three episodes you're gonna feel confused a little bit. But, but it's good. But you're going to want to watch more to find out. You're going to want to watch more what happens. Casey, would you recommend this to our listeners? Absolutely. Raina. After this show, I'm going to watch the rest of it. So, yes. Okay, perfect. And I I will echo everybody and recommend this as well. Uh, we are all of hive mind. One of us. One of us. <laughs> so does that mean I could be your parasite? And <laughs> no, it? shut the fuck up, David. That was a joke. No, oh, was, shit. No. You're, David, you and I have been friends for, what, 10 years? Yeah. Longer, yeah. Wasn't pretty that much like longer. the conjoined yeah, twins? Wasn't it? Didn't they marry? Yeah. Weren't they married to like two guys that were like brothers or something like I that? I think so. I don't remember. Me and David <laughs> so just two- picture me attached to you, Greg. You and I, Hi, have spent, you two, I have spent way too much time together. That's why we're fucking family now. So no, I'm not going to jerk him off. He can do that on his own. He's also, got, he's also got Barb for that. So. No, if, if if I'm part of your body, I, I can help you with your arm. I can help you with your arm. Oh, God. What is it, Greg? Oh, sure, dude. Okay. No. I, I, every once in a while, I question why you're my co-host, and then I forget, and then I get reminded, and then I don't regret it. You know you like it. But then it. I sometimes think about why. I'm your Maggie. <laughs> I, well, everybody, this has been Otaku Force. Uh, I want to thank Raina for joining us. Uh, I hope, you. Raina, you're safe out there and that the fires are nowhere near you. No, they're not. I'm good. Oh, good. All right, perfect. <laughs> so that means you'll be on, you'll, you'll be able to join us for on another show. Hopefully, yes. by then, the state won't be on fire. Uh, Casey, as always, thank you so much for joining us and glad you're enjoying the shows that we're watching and slowly turning you into an anime fan. Don't tell anybody. No, <laughs> no, don't no. tell anybody, guys. None of your friends are going to hear this, so it's fine. <laughs> then we come to I find out care. all your friends listen to. So, and David, as always, God, yeah. You, like, <laughs> and you, guys my, are, and, you two already talked enough. You and David on and the show. my Miggy. <laughs> You're as always, welcome. All right, everybody. Again, I'm Gregory Darkside Holmes for Taku Force. Again, you can find us on RaymanDigitalMedia.com. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Be safe. Stay healthy. Have a great night. We'll see you next time.